Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Doctors and researchers have long said there's no way to cure you once you get the coronavirus. You either heal from it or you don't. But in the country of Belarus, they may have the cure for what ails you. Or they don't. The president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, says those of us in the Western world on lockdown are having a form of psychosis. And he's encouraging residents in his country to protect and cure themselves from the coronavirus by partaking in frequent saunas and drinking lots of vodka. Basically, he suggests you clean your inside every day with two shots of booze. <laughs> I don't know if that'll work, but can't hurt, can it? That's true. I mean, and if you're starting to get a little, you know, yeah. worried about the whole coronavirus thing, yeah, maybe four shots of booze. <laughs> well, it's a miracle, Cliff, that I'm even here this morning. Why is that? After what happened to me last night. Uh-oh. What happened? <sighs> My beanbag chair, you know, yeah. the one I love so much. Besides my lazy boy, I love this beanbag chair. That thing had a bad, and I mean bad, gas attack last night. Oh, my. Um, Are you sure it wasn't you? Okay, it could have been me. (laughs) And you just blamed it on the beanbag chair? Well, there was nobody else in the room, and I went, hey. Well, Cliff, I've been reading, and of course I know a lot of our wonderful listeners have been watching the news, too. And we've all found out that uh, one of the symptoms of the coronavirus includes no taste. Yes, I've, I've heard that. Yes. yes. So if you like hearing Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> you may have the coronavirus. You may have the virus, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't want to be harsh this morning, no, Cliff. But sometimes, you know, facts are brutal. You may want to check yourself in. Now, I'm not a medical expert, yeah, so. Call that triage line and see <laughs> yeah, what happens. Don't take my word for it, please. <laughs> we now let's check in on a big crime prevention sweep that happened over the weekend in Cape Town, South Africa. Officers there stopped two men Sunday and found between them they were in possession of five cell phones. Of course, they insisted that they owned all of them. But when asked to input the unlock codes or use facial recognition to start said cell phones, they were unable to do so. That pretty well indicates they were stolen. There was also a couple of cases of drug dealers trying to swallow the evidence when confronted by police, but both lived past the potential overdose to face criminal charges once their stomachs were pumped out. And then there's this guy caught early Saturday trying to steal a tire off a white Suzuki. And his story, best told by the morning roadshow department of Just in time for breakfast! Man was observed doing the deed on a police-operated closed-circuit TV. Officers observing the monitors then notified field police who were dispatched to the scene. They found the guy pushing the tire up the road. After a brief questioning... And when advised he was going to be taken into custody on theft charges, the man reportedly stepped back, stripped naked, and then pooped on command. He then proceeded to pick up said poop and rub it all over his face, with the thought being he'd be too gross to place under arrest. It's like an act from the circus, isn't it? <laughs> Step back, derobe. And poop on command. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a sideshow for you right oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I guess Fields of Gold is okay, Cliff, as a Field, song. Fields of Gold? You know that song. Fields of Gold, Bono, and Lee was the one singing that. Oh, you too? Yes. Okay. It got me to thinking about him. Oh, it did? Well, have you ever seen him ever not in a pair of funky-looking glasses? <laughs> like the most odd-shaped and colored sunglasses that you could imagine. Oh, yeah. I some wonder. Of them, some of them look, it looks like a safety glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when he's not working. Does he just throw on a pair of regular old shades and just walk around? And yeah. This is just like, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to perform here, and so i got to well, put these on. And, you know, I always thought the same thing about um, Elton John. Remember when he was uh, huge yes. in the 70s? Oh, yes. Of course, it's showing my age here, but, he had, I mean, his vision is horrible. I mean, he's literally blind without his glasses. But whenever he appeared on stage, he had, like, I don't know, these, like, three-foot giant pieces of glass with various feathers and whatnot they were they were just all over the place you just wondered if when he got up in the morning reached over his bedside table and he put something on so he could see to you know get up out of bed that was just garish and had rhinestones and stuff <laughs> all over, or did he just put on a regular horn rim pair of glasses and go about his day like a pair of readers you yeah know what exactly I'm saying? yes <laughs> like a dollar fifty reader but i would hate to be the guy that cuts the glasses for his shows because if you can't see and you really need them <laughs> you have to cut a piece of it there where you can actually you can see actually out see, of it yeah. and the rest of it's just for <laughs> fakery no i shouldn't feel this way cliff but sometimes when you love something so much yeah. you feel like it's a part of your life and if they change it it's kind of a little bit um unsettling and i'm talking is this, about is this like a much gentler form of who moved my cheese that's exactly oh, right okay Okay. You know my uh, love of diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> well, yes. And my personal okay. <laughs> obsession with Mountain Dew. Yes. Which... You uh, you buy that stuff by the case. You don't just buy a two-liter bottle. You buy a case of two-liter bottles. I buy a whole bunch of them, yes. I got the six box. of them yesterday. <laughs> and that's my love for the diet Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, Probably not a smart thing to drink as much as I do. Well, no, considering, you know, one of the ingredients is also the same ingredient they put in, uh, like, fire extinguishers or some stuff like that. I don't know what it is exactly, but... Antifreeze and Yeah, it's, it's like antifreeze, that. yeah. Yes. Well, I take it kind yeah. of personal when they mess with it. And yeah. now the lunatics at Pepsi, yeah. they've just created Mountain Dew-flavored Doritos. Now, I don't know why we need to do this. And I started reading the reviews thinking to myself when I first read it, Cliff, yeah. Mountain Dew Doritos doesn't sound very good to me. And I'm a lover of the Dew. Agreed. And one of the reviewers said after yeah. tasting it, yeah. it tastes like, quote, citrus lime detergent, which is probably <laughs> not the taste flavor Pepsi was going no, for when they came right. up yeah. with this. Now, right now, they're only available in Australia, but they'll be coming this way. Oh, I'm sure they'll make they'll it here. They'll be coming this way. Eventually. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can stick my hand in that bag, Cliff, <laughs> and, and pull and one pull of them out. Pull out some citrus lime detergent. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if I can do that. <laughs> and I read this morning, yeah. the state of Louisiana yes. is now considered yeah. the most stressed state in the United States. <laughs> Louisiana? Louisiana. Most stressed. By far. It's the Big Easy. New Orleans is the Big Easy. I know. How could they be all stressed? Well, I think I know, Cliff. 
What? Why would you say that? I think they're what worried think down is? there in yeah. Louisiana yeah. about a gravy shortage coming. A gravy shortage. I think they're a little bit concerned <laughs> about that. And it's like yeah. fear and panic. Where are we going to right. sprinkle yes. on all of this stuff? <laughs> a gravy shortage. Now I'm worried. <laughs> hey, well, I'm a little concerned now, too. We'd yesterday, at some point in the program, we had a story about a town that put itself on the Guinness, in the Guinness Book of World Records without even trying. Today, we take you to Florida, where exactly the same thing happened to a 44-year-old man. Doctors at the University of Florida College of Medicine published the, his story last month in the medical journal Case Reports in Surgery. In that report, doctors told of an unidentified 44-year-old man who went, to his, who went to his general practitioner after gaining a lot of weight. He had maintained a normal diet, but over the course of three months, his stomach had gotten huge, his pants didn't fit, and he generally just didn't feel well. Doc sent dude down for a CT scan, and the results quickly showed, well, there's your problem right there! It's called a lymphoproliferative disorder, and that basically means... The man's spleen was taking over his body. Not long after that, the man set not one, but two world records. At 27 pounds, he had not only the largest human spleen ever recorded, it was also the largest one ever successfully surgically removed. Kind of like the <laughs> alien movie from <laughs> Antarctica. Is that not right? Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. <laughs> A doctor had to lift that dude out with both hands, like I'm an armload of spleen. <laughs> I don't want to picture that. I can show you a picture. No, you I want. don't want to do that. None of that. Taylor Breezy. Taylor, where are you from? I'm from Lawrenceville. Okay, so you know the uh, premise of the game, Taylor. It's um, a question. You get it right, you're the hero. And if you get it wrong, uh, everyone will point in you and laugh. Because <laughs> yeah, this... I don't want to hear Tiny Tim. <laughs> well, I, then you then you're you... under the pressure to get this right. I know. Taylor, have you ever heard Tiny Tim? No, but he doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh, if you miss this, are you in for a surprise? Oh, yeah. Well, here's your, here's your statement, Taylor. You tell me if it's true or if I just made this up. The average American eats six pounds of potato chips every year. Um, I think that's true. You know, Taylor, earlier you said that you never uh, heard Tiny Tim sing before, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. You won't get to hear him either because that is true. Right. You're the hero, Taylor. Thank you for calling in this morning and participating yeah. in no prize hey, just punishment. Thank You're you. quite welcome. You be safe out there. All right. Bye, Taylor. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he would miss that just I'm, so he I'm, could get to hear just, it. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of people, because Tiny Tim has been dead since the mid-'90s, there was a lot of people who don't even know who it is that we're talking about. Yes. But if you uh, go to YouTube and you search for Tiny Tim, Johnny Carson, you'll find exactly what we're looking for. And we mentioned on our Facebook post, yeah. in case you didn't see it, yes. since 2007. Can't hardly believe that. 2007. That's amazing. Cliff and I have sat in this same studio together yeah. as friends and colleagues and all of that yeah. very don't, quickly. Don't give yourself that much Well, <laughs> all of that... <laughs> is going to change That's and right. it's going to change very very soon yes as a matter of fact real quick and cliff yeah i know for our 11 wonderful listeners that yes. we have on this program this is going to be awkward and strange <laughs> i know for you and i it's going to be awkward and strange it, it, it'll sound awkward and strange it's going to be really even more than it normally does yes 
but basically what's going to happen uh, probably on Thursday is that I will no longer be here. <laughs> I'll be at home. I'm hoping it'll sound like I'm here, but I'll be at home. Does that make sense? Well, <laughs> when you demanded to be home, it made sense to me. Okay. I and mean, because I think you said this a couple of days ago, that you were going to try to um, generate social distancing by not wearing deodorant. That's true. And it's working. Yes. <laughs> Cliff is leaving the building right. and staying home. <laughs> so we, I put some technical things together that hopefully is going to make it sound like I'm here, but I won't be here. And it's going to be very weird on this end of things <laughs> for me and the timing of things. Yeah. And we could have some mess ups. And so we're asking for your patience <laughs> as we work through this. Now, we're trying to do this to protect not only ourselves, right. but also WRAY. That's right. Because we got to thinking about what was going on here. And while, yes, we are an essential industry, and, and there have been some people over the past couple of days that have been kind enough to tell us how important they think that we are. And it was really kind of a moving thing to hear. Um, we talked about that yesterday, I believe, off the air. And you, yes. you met someone at a, at a convenience store. Yes, and, I did. And, and they said what we're doing, even though it doesn't seem like it's, uh, well, we're just goofing off. <laughs> it's, it's very important that we do what we do. And we want to continue to be able to do that. And the safest way I think that we can is for us to be in different locations. And as a radio station as a whole, because if one of us gets it, we're all going to get it. Yes. And we'll all be quarantined. <laughs> so what's going to happen? Yeah. We don't want anyone. We don't. So to avoid the possibility of catastrophe with personnel, I'm going to be at home. So it'll only be a half catastrophe. Now, if it happens, I will have to say, Cliff, <laughs> it's going to be strange. It's going to be yeah. weird and there's going to be mess ups. And so I'm just yeah. trying to make sure that until we get the technology all straightened yes. out. Bear with us. Yep. We're doing the best we can here. Yeah. I personally yep. will miss looking over to my left yep. and seeing that gigantic head <laughs> every morning. But at least now, I'll finally get to see that giant window that I assume is behind that head. I'm not sure what's back there, but I think there's a window. Yes, there's a window. Okay. And so I'll get to see that. Cliff will be at home, yep. probably drinking beer, doing the show, so no telling I'm, what's going to be said. I'm looking forward to uh, day drinking and sweatpants. There's no, there's no telling what will pop out of his mouth by 8.30, quarter till 9 yep. on most mornings because I anticipate so. him being drunk. So if you thought this program wasn't funny to begin with, <laughs> yep, it's going down the toilet hole pretty quick. Now, Cliff, yes, I work my mental images. Okay. Some people say I work mentally. But some, well, some people just say you are mental. Yes, some people do. <laughs> but I have to focus in on who okay. I'm talking to and what they look like. Yes. Promise me when you're at home, yeah. taking life easy and doing very little. While Still I'm sitting here in the studio, right, really going crazy. Re yeah, really? You'll be wearing clothing. Well, I don't want to picture you sitting there in Spider-Man underwear uh, wait a minute. doing the news. <laughs> no one wants I to picture know. that. I don't have Spider-Man underwear. Oh, well, good. I have Batman underwear. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> We're still in test mode here as Cliff Ingram has left our studio. Yes, I have. Wow. What? That window is huge over there behind you. <laughs> 
My head did not hide the entire window. You hid most of that window. I didn't. It's just the angle. It was the angle. Yes, I have a big head. I acknowledge that. But it was not eight feet wide. And that's an eight feet piece of glass back there. It's pretty big. Well, Cliff, I saw this today. Okay. Researchers in Taiwan have reported that there's great evidence to suggest that massage therapy will help relieve symptoms of depression. I, I can see that. I mean... Being touched is a comforting thing, and relaxing, massages are relaxing, so that's got to help with depression, too. Except yeah, we're not supposed to touch each other right now with the social oh, distancing oh. thing. Oh, crap. Yeah, well, okay. Which is also what I've been told a lot on dates. <laughs> Don't touch me! We're not supposed to touch each other on this date. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. And before you start, I just want to let you know that... I don't like this segment of the program anymore just because I'm not in the room. So go ahead. Well, thanks for that encouragement. (laughs) Well, today's Take It to the Bank will be short. Okay. All right. Good. Even even though (laughs) Strangers in the Night was a gigantic hit for Frank Sinatra, he hated it so much he almost never played it live during a concert. Ever. I wonder. I wonder what the problem was. Why did he not like it? I don't know, Cliff. But he just absolutely detested that song. Okay. Kind of like you know the uh, Billy Ray Cyrus song we seem to all detest <laughs> from time to time. I don't know. Apparently, he likes it. He won't stop singing it. Well, perhaps we should play it <laughs> later on here this morning. No, Cliff. Anything said today? Phrases of the day. Start with number three. We're not supposed to be touching each other. I've been told that on a lot of dates. Number two. Step back, disrobe, and poop on command. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. Uh, maybe we might test this out tomorrow. I have Batman underwear. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.